Well, in terms of speed and breaststroke, let, let me talk about breaststroke because it's I've said this many times on the podcast. It's not a stroke that I um, connect with very well. So like anytime I speak to a breaststroke, I'm like, all right, explain to me. Um, <laughs> so so in terms of your breaststroke, when it's at its best, what are you doing well? Can you just talk to me about some specific things? So breaststroke is one of those events um, or disciplines that is very personalized. So you you can't copy anybody's stroke. I can't copy Ilya's or Adam Pete's or Ruta's or, or Tatiana's. I can't because mm -hmm. it would not be beneficial for me. So the best thing that I learned at the height of my career is when I understood my breaststroke and how it works for me. Um, for me, in the height of my career, it was more about speed and tempo and trying to get my hips up. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have those thighs, but... It does work well for me for one, getting off the walls and two, keeping up with the tempo of my shoulders. Um, so when I, I realized that I'm tired or later in my career, that the, the arms could still keep the tempo, but my legs could not. <laughs> um, and that's the main difference I saw um, around 20, 23, 24, 25. The tempo of the arms and the legs were spot on. Um, and I think you can definitely see it in that 50 um, as well. But... For me, it's one, keeping tempo, keeping speed, but also holding the rhythm. Um, and when you when you get it all together slowly, that's when you can really do it fast. Because not a lot of people can hold it for the speed, for the tempo when they're going fast with fins or whatever. But when you take it off and you actually go slow and you hold the rhythm, then you actually feel the actual elongation of the stroke. You feel the hips and the head. You actually feel your body more, not of a seesaw, but you feel that give mm -hmm. and take and the breaststroke um, and that's what I love about it and when you get a little bit faster then you see where what falls off for first and that's what you work on where did you how did you train it then in terms of um did you break it down into pull and kick or just timing and rhythm or length or how did you break it up into your training we did mostly timing and length um so we tried to do more of the weighted stuff so having the parachutes and trying to keep that same tempo and stroke count for, for 25. Um, but also we worked more of it on land. So we did more hills, running up the hills for the same equivalent time of what um, the 50 or 100 would be. Um, and also a lot of 12.0, 13.0 um, sprints on the, on the treadmill to make sure that my body keeps up and be, is able to keep up with that fast tempo. And what I learned when I was doing that was when I transitioned it into swimming, I was able to keep that fast tempo a little bit quicker. And I, mm. I found the fatigue um, just slowly dwindling down. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, that's, that's good. I like that. Um, I just talked to Nick Santos about his longevity. I mean, winning a world title at 41 years old um, and kind of the shifts and changes that he, he made. And, yeah. and part of it, the, the growth that he said is he learned about his body and he realized when he had to make those changes at the appropriate times, he did that. Is that something that was similar to you? I imagine back at AM with Steve, you're, you're doing a lot of yardage. Mm -hmm. As your career went on, did you have to make those personal adjustments yourself? Yes. Um, I think that was the hardest part for me. Um, when I graduated at 21, 22, it was more of I'm still able to do all that yardage. So I was able to do that, but fine tune it more into like a sprint versus 200. Mm. And then as I got older into my later twenties, it was, do I need to do this? Can I just do it in a quality versus quantity type of thing? And that, I, I don't think I got it at all. I don't, I, I would love to know what Santos does, but I, I, I never got it. I never realized what, rest would equal to versus yardage um how much rest do i get 
because I would always feel fatigued if I take too much rest. Mm. But then if I kept on going, then my body wouldn't be able to recover. So I never found that fine line um, about what to do. Really? That's interesting. For someone that had so much success over such a long period of time, you felt like you never were really uh, at 100% or on point or feeling amazing at, at any particular time. No. And you could see it if you look back at the 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 positioning and the times. It was very sporadic. Um, when I did a really great time, I had no idea that's what I was going to do when I jumped in. And days when I feel really good, it's completely slow and more of a 200 pace, actually. Mm. Um, I couldn't know what I was going to do beforehand. And when I was younger, younger, 25, 26, I was able to feel that before I got in. I was able to feel that fast stretch. I was able to feel the energy and know what I would be able to produce around. Um, but later 30s, later 29s and 30s, it was just, all right, let's see what we're going to do. Let's have some fun.